The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. Wake up, everyone. It's time for the Steve Noble Show, where biblical Christianity meets the everyday issues of life in your home, at work, and even in politics. Steve is an ordinary man who believes in an extraordinary God. And on his show, there's plenty of grace and lots of truth, but no sacred cows. Call Steve now at 866-34-TRUTH. That's 866-34-TRUTH. Or check him out online at thestevenobleshow.com. And now, here's your host, Steve Noble. Hey, welcome back. I hope you had a good weekend. Enjoying the weather. I put out 70 bales of pine straw. If you don't know what that is, you don't live down here in the south. I did that on Saturday. Now my hands look like I have uh, measles. Uh, But oh well, what are you going to do? 70 bales of pine straw. Ugh. And like 60 the other week, a week ago. So, nah, I love the spring. I hate the spring. You know how it goes. Anyway, uh, let's go to, was that in Nebraska, Josh? This is just nutty. <clears throat> let's go to a, uh, a Nebraska state senator. They were debating the ban on sex change surgeries for minors which is, you know, a highly offensive idea that you wouldn't allow a 13-year-old girl to have her breasts removed. Highly offensive. Uh, And so this is how she kind of handled it. They they were in the debate before the vote, and then uh, she kind of did something really interesting. Are we ready? This is uh, Senator Michaela Kavanaugh in Nebraska. Fired up. Trans people, we love trans people. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here. We need Go trans girl. people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here. We need trans people. We love trans people. Trans people belong here we need trans people we love trans people trans people belong here we need trans people we love trans okay. people trans people that, belong that's enough <laughs> you believe this is where we're at please lord help us this is this is where we're at trans people belong here we need trans people we love trans people <sighs> and so that was her uh voicing her displeasure now there were all kinds of people outside outside of the actual legislative room, going ballistic. And so she uh, continued, you matter, you matter, and I am fighting for you. I will not stop. I will not stop today. I will not stop tomorrow. You are loved. You matter. You belong here. Uh, did anybody say that trans people don't matter? That we shouldn't have a neighborly love towards them? Uh, that uh, they aren't allowed to exist in Nebraska or anywhere else? Uh, No, of course not. This is just about protecting children, ma'am. We, uh, children belong here. We need children. We love children. How about that? How about, is that, is that, did I just trigger somebody? Uh, And so she went just ballistic because this is just, and I've got more coming. That's why if you're looking at the studio today on Rumble or Facebook, you'll notice that the dominant color behind me today is pink, trying to be uh, sensitive to the issue, I guess. But they, they just are going absolutely ballistic over these things. And that's, that's what happens. It's kind of like the demoniac. Jesus shows up and there's some pushback from the light. 
and Jesus shows up and the demoniac, not happy, right? And so they, they recognize who he is. They are legion, uh, you know, a thousand, two thousand. There was a couple thousand pigs that Jesus sent the demons into and then they ran off the cliff. But that's generally what happens when, when any kind of light shows up. And in this case, it's just some very logical protection of children who uh, studies will show um, at about 88% of kids that struggle with gender. And today, even saying that, uh, I'm not convinced. I, I don't think there's any uh, research that would show you that every child that says they're all of a sudden trans actually is struggling with gender dysphoria. There, there's, a, there's a social contagion out there where it's almost like a sign of if you're LGBTQIA+, which about a 32% of Gen Z, that's basically 15 to 24-year-olds today, about 32% of them say, yeah, I'm a, I'm a member of the LGBTQIA plus community because it signals open-mindedness. You're not shackled to the old ways. You're not shackled to your parents. It's kind of like sex, drugs, and rock and roll in the 1960s. Okay, but now it's transgenderism. And so you stepped up to the plate and say, listen, once you turn 18 and, and we view you as an adult uh, through the eyes of the law, then, uh, you, you know, for the most part, you can do what you want. But before that, you're a child. 88%, I think this is the American Pediatric Society, 88% or the College of American Pediatrics, one of those, 88% of kids that, that kind of go down the transgender road uh, when they're kids come out of it by the time they finish puberty. What a shock, right? So there's that. And she's just losing her mind, literally thinking that she's a champion. She's a champion. And if you say that what's going on, and I'm going to get to Target here in a second. So for all of us that shop at Target, uh, this will be an appropriately difficult conversation. And and we occasionally shop there too. And, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is getting really bad. Okay, I'm not I'm not as much of a boycott person as I used to be. I'm more of a boycott person. But in this case, what's going on at Target is truly demonic and disgusting. But they've been down this road. They get a hundred percent rating uh, from that community. Uh, the uh, the pro LGBTQIA and everything else, pro abortion community, hundred percent rating from them. So Target's been so woke. They were woke before woke became woke. The Target Corporation, uh, but but you're dealing with kids here, and and if you say you guys are grooming, you guys are targeting, they go apoplectic. Because again, what fellowship does darkness have with light? Jesus talked about that, and when you expose the darkness with light, people don't like it because their deeds are dark, and you're bringing a flashlight into the room. It's kind of like the little black book of Jeffrey Epstein. That thing's, I'm, I'm thinking that thing's never going to come out. You're never going to get any information because there's so many people that would be taken down by that. That they, because they, because their deeds are dark. And so there's just no way, short of the Lord in, in, intervening himself, that that thing's coming out. And so when you start talking about this stuff, they go apoplectic. And, uh, and that, and I, I don't talk about this in order to, elicit that response. We have to talk about this. We will continue to talk about this. We will continue to shine the light of God's truth into this darkness, this demonic darkness, hellhole that it is, uh, because we love the Lord and we love our neighbor as ourselves. And many of those neighbors include children who are being deceived and groomed and manipulated and taken down a road that can only lead to destruction short of repentance and turning to Christ. And so that this is a gospel story as it almost always is. So we'll go to Target. We'll go shopping at Target when we come back. 
for uh, Gay Pride Month coming up in June. This is Steve Noble. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, The Steve Noble Show, Matthew 24, 37. As it was in the days of Noah, it refers to the truth that the world will be just as wicked when Jesus returns for his second coming as it was during the days of Noah before the flood was sent upon the earth. Just a little blurb from Christianity.com. And, and that's it. That's what Jesus said, as it was in the days of Noah. So it will be at the coming of the Son of Man when his second return. It's going to be in the days of Noah when men continually did evil. All right. And that's where we're going. That's the destination. You can't change that. I can't change that. Now, in the meantime, uh, I, th- I think we're as Christians, we should be optimists. And so we know the overall trajectory. If you're looking at me on Rumble or Facebook here in the pink studio today, the overall trajectory is downward. The moral descent of mankind slouching to Sodom and Gomorrah, as some authors have called it. Uh, you, you have that, right? You have the over the arc is down. OK, uh, but along the way, you have these ups and downs and there can be these little revivals and awakenings and, and some moral truth can come out and, and a win here and there. And there's salvation in there and there's revival in there and there's churches being effective in there. But the overall trajectory is back to the days of Noah. OK, so just remember that, which is why this story should not surprise anybody. Uh, hopefully you've known for years because Target's been woke before woke was woke for years, and 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 they're going, they're getting, they're getting so wacky at Target now. So I found several articles. This one was from the Blaze. Glenn Beck, I think, was talking about it this morning. Target is already facing. But now I'm gonna. There's some terminology here that I'm gonna be careful with. Okay, and I'll I'll give you enough that I think you can figure out. Being the adult that you are, Target is already facing boycotts for selling tuck-friendly bath, bathing suits. Okay, can you figure that out? Think trans world. We're in the trans world. Tuck friendly. Think of a guy wearing a girl's bathing suit. And got it? You with me? Uh, LGB, I, LGBTQ onesies for babies as well. Now it has been revealed that Target is selling LGBTQ pride products ahead of June, which is the official quote-unquote pride month. Pride in your pride. Products from a designer that appears to promote violence, drug use, and Satanism. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Target sells three items by the brand Abpralin. A we, a we Belong Everywhere messenger bag. A Too Queer for Here messenger bag. And a Cure Transphobia Not Trans People shirt. The LGBTQ items are available on the Target website and in stores near you. Please, Lord, help us. Help these people. Target describes all the products as, quote, all items were designed for all bodies, regardless of gender identity and presentation. We added design features to help make the fit customizable for you. That's where you get the tuck-friendly bathing suit. Our hope is for all guests to find clothes. Isn't it amazing that I even have to talk about this? Is for all guests to find clothing that makes them feel comfortable and affirmed in their identity. It's idolatry everywhere. We understand that fit is incredibly important and will continue to evolve and improve on fit needs for the LGBTQIA community, end quote. In the product descriptions, Target credits the Gay, Lesbian, and Straight Education Network, which is called uh, GLSEN, about having a 10-year partnership. Uh, GLSEN leads the movement in creating affirming, accessible, and anti-racist space for LGBTQIA students. We are proud of our 10-plus year, uh, years of collaboration with GLSEN. 
According to the Ab Prallen website, this is the supplier of some of the trans pro-gay gear at Target. The pro-LGBT company is based in London and was founded by a gay trans man. Just processing that. The founder and designer of Abpralin is Eric Callen, according to Translash. Listen to this. A website that is, quote, building experiences to advance trans narratives, histories, healing, and most importantly, the human rights of trans people. That's why that, all right, you got that? That's why I said this is like Target views itself like it's MLK walking across the bridge at Selma. Okay, that what are those called? Evil, good, and good, evil. You flip it upside down, you turn it inside out. You, you got to go. You have to go all screw tape letters on this stuff, okay, to understand it. Really, you do. So if you never read Screw Tape Letters by C.S. Lewis, uh, get that. Download it, whatever audio version, whatever. But you have to read it. A 2020 kickstarting crowdfunding campaign for Ab Prallen was created by Eric Callen. Last week, Callen wrote about selling his LGBTQ products uh, at Target. Here's what he said. Being able to sell my stuff at Target stores is incredibly exciting, knowing that people are seeing it without necessarily explicitly seeking LGBT-related stuff is wonderful. Right, we want the little kitties to see it. And I'm especially happy. And by the way, whenever I say that, it's not because I believe that all trans people or LGBTQIA people are pedophiles. I do not believe that. Some of them are. The vast majority, I hope, are not. But what they're trying to do is create a world where everybody's down with it, everybody's cool with it, not just cool with it, like, like, okay, it's fine, but affirming you're beautiful, you're wonderful, you're powerful, you're your authentic self. I'm so with you. That's idolatry. That's the worship of everything but God. That's what's going on here. I'm especially happy, he writes, at the thought that young closeted people will see it, and I hope that in some way they'll feel a bit more comfortable in themselves as we all deserve to feel. Now, you shouldn't always feel comfortable with yourself. You can get the sweatshirt and the bags on the Target website or in stores. Callan added, these have already got the transphobes infuriated with me, and I feel like quite the celebrity to think that they believe this is all some big conspiracy, and I have any power to brainwash anyone when I'm just get some guy drawing pictures. Mm-hmm. He's deceived. Remember, reprobate mind. This is I'm reading from a reprobate mind's writing. Okay. Callan claims that the word groomer is a right-wing transphobic word that is currently being used against trans people who stick up for trans youth in the same way it was used against gay people for sticking up for gay youth. However, Callan confesses that he was groomed when he was young, and he will likely be working through it for the rest of his life. Okay, pause. Just remember, if you spend some time doing homework, which I've been doing for about 18 years, uh, you will find, and this is, this is so this is heartbreaking and sad. Our friend Walt Heyer talked about it. You'll find all kinds of really broken, horrible stories in just about every trans person I've ever uh, learned anything about in depth. And for a lot of members of the, of the gay community as well. A lot of brokenness in there. And then plenty of abuse. Callan writes, when I was in my very early teens, I was groomed and in an abusive relationship and friendship with a person 10 years older than me that lasted until my early 20s. However, Callan's designs, nearly all features the colors of the transgender flag, appear to promote violence, drug use, and Satanism. There are designs that seem to call for violence, including a pen with two axes that reads, fights for trans rights with two axes. There's also a design with a guillotine with skulls near it that reads, homophobic headrest. Uh, that would be for you, friend. A homophobic headrest, which is a guillotine. Ab Prallen sells a pin with a ball and chain flail weapon that says, We bash back, which is why we're probably never 
going to get the manifesto from the Nashville trans killer, the transgender girl that killed those children and three adults. Ab Prelin sells a pin with a ball and chain flail weapon that says we bash back. In the Instagram caption reads, gay bashing, lesbian bashing, trans bashing, queer bashing are all, are, are, are all far too prevalent in this world. From the comments shouted on the streets to the horrific violent crimes committed against LGBTQ plus people. Sometimes there's only one language those who harass us understand. Some might say to turn the other cheek, wink, wink, but others would advise to bash back. And if you're going to do that, why not do it with a heart-shaped pastel-colored mace? Welcome to Nashville. A couple more things there. Then the Air Force. And then the morals of the reprobate mind. This is Steve Noble. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Target shoppers. Perhaps former Target shoppers. This is Steve Noble on the Steve Noble Show. So Target uh, has been doing this for years, but they're really ramping it up because now they got the whole trans thing going on. So they've got some trans products that they're selling in their stores. And, and some of them include a tuck-friendly bathing suits. Uh, you can figure that one out on your own, I'm sure. Uh, one design features a, li- a lit lighter with the words burn down the system c-i-s-t-e-m cis cisgendered have you heard that cisgender means you still identify with the uh, gender of your birth me steve noble i still consider myself a man my sex and my gender are the same it's the way it's been for five thousand years and so i'm a man so i'm cisgendered i still identify with the sex and the gender of my birth The artist that has products on Target wrote on Instagram, the system is what keeps trans kids from feeling free to express their true selves. Hear the hiss. It makes the world dangerous for them to live in. It causes people to feel guilty for transitioning uh, as they pay people to destroy their bodies and enslave them and harm them for the rest of their lives. It aims to ensure we stay in the rigid boxes set up at birth, like male and female. It makes it harder for trans women to get jobs, housing, insurance. It tells non-binary people they don't exist. It's the reason trans women face both misogyny and transphobia in equal measure. It's because of the system that trans men are erased and overlooked. Callan declared, we don't need to restructure it. We need to burn it down and start up again in a system that doesn't police gender or expression. A world that allows exploration, changing our minds, dressing how we want to, taking up the space we need, being treated as we deserve. We need to burn down the system and create a world where trans people don't get to just live, but get to absolutely thrive. And you will, I'm adding this, you will applaud. It's the end of Romans chapter one, by the way. Then he's also a Satanist, by the way. They also sell products on his website that promote Satanism, including a T-shirt that reads, Satan respects pronouns. Callan proclaims there, hail trans demons. This is deeply demonic. We'll finish with this. Satan loves you and respects who you are. You're important and valuable in this world, and you deserve to treat yourself with love and respect. LGBTQ plus people are so often referred to as being a product of Satan or going against God's will. So fine. We'll hang out with Satan instead. Callan declares that for him, Satan is hope, compassion, equality, and love. No, Callan. That's Christ. 
who loves you and died for you and made you. You're fearfully and wonderfully made. You've been deceived by the man that abused you when you were young. And then all the other people that come around you, people much like yourselves who are all looking for affirmation. They're all looking for love. They're all looking to be pat on the back and and encouraged. I mean, we're all like that, Callan, but you're looking for it absent truth, which is why you're not finding contentment. You're not finding happiness, no matter how many people you spend time with or sleep with or whatever. None of it's going to satisfy you. Only God can satisfy you. But he's a moral God. And with the moral God comes the moral law. And so we struggle with these things. But it is what it is. It is the truth. And you know he's out there. You know he exists because he's made it plain. Right? Then you're into the gospel. In its latest attempt to rainbow the U.S. military, the Department of the Air Force has authorized its bases to hold celebrations in honor of Pride Month. The announcement came days after the Navy got busted for using a drag queen to recruit new sailors into service. On May 3rd, the department issued a memo reaffirming the branch's recognition of June as Pride Month. This is the U.S. military, friends. The memo also includes a provision that empowers Air Force installation commanders to plan and conduct so-called appropriate activities on bases to commemorate Rainbow Month. Quote, is the U.S. military here. During this time, we celebrate the progress we have made towards inclusivity, commemorate the contributions of LGBTQ plus Americans, and recognize the obstacles they have faced and, and overcome along the way. I thought you guys, your job was to protect the United States of America by, when necessary, uh, destroying things and killing people. Since when did this become an ideological training camp for the left and the woke and Satan himself? Which takes me to this. Uh, I thought this was a, a good article. This was at thechristianpost.com. The morals of the reprobate mind, which is a phrase I use often, the reprobate mind. Romans 1. Just go read it for yourself. It'll help you out. Uh, Robin Shoemaker is the, the author. When I'm driving to the gym in the morning, I occasionally tune into the Bob and Tom radio show. Uh, they have a spot called uh, where they take letters, letters sent to somebody, this comedian. So they read this one. Dear Allie, I've been dating a guy from Seeking Arrangements. It's a website. Uh, for sugar daddies and stuff, I guess. They said in this in the article, for about a year, he's married, so I see him maybe two weekends a month. He recently found out that I have been occasionally dating other guys from the site, and he lost his mind. Isn't it crazy that a married man would demand loyalty, or am I the one who's way out of line here? Okay, let's break this point by point, the author says. For those of you unaware, Seeking Arrangements is a website that connects individuals with a sugar daddy or mommy. So, for example, a young woman might offer to be a fella's girlfriend a couple of times a month if he agrees to pay her rent. Uh, uh I checked my driver's license, saw that I wasn't born yesterday. Moving on, what we have here is a woman agreeing to hook up with a married guy for whatever demand she's made on him. And apparently the relationship isn't exclusive and committed. Shocking, the cheating man is in disbelief at her scruples and is morally outraged at her. (laughs) The whole thing reminds me of Jesus' parable of the unjust steward, where every character in the story is a moral train wreck. If you think that's radically, uh, that's a radical rare case of whacked out morals, think again. Here's a recent Dear Abby letter. Dear Abby, I started having sex with a married coworker. He cheated on me with other women. When I found out, I told him to tell me he was sorry because I didn't deserve it. He could have just left me alone. He won't apologize. What do I do? I'm really upset about it. He's married, living a single life. 
Beyond uh, causing the head shaking you're most likely doing right now, what the Dear Allie Abbey letters also do is showcase a couple of very important points about the moral framework we see lived out today and how it's reflective of God's judgment on our world. Listen up. The first thing these situations demonstrate is that many love to espouse a view that morality is relative. That is, until moral relativism reaches out and bites them hard on their backside. Understand, because you can't escape truth. Understand that our culture's rejection of God naturally results in moral relativism. Without God, all things are permitted, wrote Dostoevsky. Explaining his point in greater detail, the philosopher Jean-Paul Sartre used Dostoevsky's, Dostoevsky's statement as the jumping off point for his existential philosophy. Quote, nowhere is it written that the good exists, that we must be honest, that we must not lie, because the fact is we are on a plane where there are only men. Dostoevsky said if God didn't exist, everything would be possible. That's the very starting point of existentialism. Indeed, everything is permissible if God does not exist. Except that God does exist, the author writes. And that means we have objective morality that comes from a transcendent lawgiver. There's the problem. Want surefire proof that morals are absolute and everything is not permitted? Take the same people that cheerlead moral relativism and lie to them, steal from them, harm them physically, or act unfaithfully in a hurtful way, and they will immediately show you how they believe that morals are absolute. I know I'm cheating on my wife, but I'm paying your rent so you would, so you would be committed to me and only me. How dare you? Oi. If you want to toss God and his moral moorings out of your life, go ahead. It's your funeral. When you do, get ready for the rude awakening penned by humanist Paul Kurtz. Quote, if a man is a product of evolution, one species among others, in a universe without purpose, then man's option is to live for himself. Unquote. Take a look around, friends, right? That's what we see. When this happened, things turned ugly fast with truly incredulous moral acts and results following. Witness the recent rejection in Montana of a proposal that merely required doctors to give life-saving treatment to babies born alive after a botched abortion. It lost 53 to 47%. We shouldn't be surprised at these things because God's word warns us this will happen to nations that reject him. It's the judgment of a reprobate mind and morals where people become futile and their speculations and their foolish heart is darkened. Romans 1. I bring up every week. Scroll through your favorite news sources and count how many stories are, quote, filled with all unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice. They are gossip, slanders, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful. And although they know the ordinance of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, they not only do them, but also give hearty approval to those who practice them. They applaud. Like a gay pride parade, Romans 1. It gets exhausting and depressing, doesn't it, he writes? Thankfully, there will be an end to it one day. Praise God. God has told us both why we see the reprobate morality we do and what he's going to do about it. Quote, but according to his promises, we are looking for a new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells, 2 Peter 3. A time when all your people will be righteous, Isaiah 60. Bring it, Lord. That can't come soon enough. No more crazy Dear Alley letters. Amen and amen to that. And so you speak, friend. You speak the truth. Children, grandchildren, neighbors, when, when appropriate, when you have the opportunity, we speak out into the madness as a, like a, uh, a spotlight, an ambassador, a lighthouse of truth. If for no other reason, just to remind people, just a little ringing reminder out there that moral truth exists. 
They know it does, because there's no such thing as an atheist. Romans chapter 1. God's made his existence plain so that men are without excuse. We have to have the the courage and the love to speak moral truth into the culture because they are dying. We'll be right back. I've been waiting on a war since I was young. Since I was a little boy with a toy gun. Welcome back. It's Steve Noble, the Steve Noble Show. So much going on out there, not just in the uh, the regular news, but we have to pay attention to what's happening in the world of finance as well. Did you know that the Bible speaks repeatedly, clearly, loudly about money and finances? I'm pretty sure the Lord knew we would struggle with that, whether you have a little, a medium amount, or a lot, uh, whether we're envious, whether we're, uh, we're hoarders, whatever the case may be. And so the Bible speaks in both the Old and the New Testament to money and possessions a lot, actually speaks to it. There's more passages about that than there are passages on prayer, for example. So this is a big deal. Uh, and that's why we talk to our good friend David Fisher uh, every week, literally. We talk to David, and we have this conversation. And at the beginning of the month, we do a full show. But other than that, we do a Money Monday update. Uh, so it's always great to have David here to help us walk through this uh, the difficult news out there, trying to understand that so we can be better stewards of whatever it is that we do have, including buying decisions and just general financial financial knowledge and wherewithal. David, how are you? I'm doing great, brother. Thanks for having me on your program. You're very welcome. My pleasure, as always, Mikasa Sukasa. So let's start with, uh, this is a great passage of scripture. I just did a whole lot of stories leading up to this that, that did not, uh, deposit a lot of peace in the heart and the soul. Uh, and then, of course, with the financial challenges that are out there, that's the same. But peace is a great word and a great promise from the Lord. So John 14, 27, let's start there. It says, peace I leave with you, peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled, and do not be afraid. So the the world says, take away my problems, and I'll have peace. And God says, I'm going to give you peace amidst your problems. So there's peace is a very powerful thing. And I think you probably concur with this, Steve. As we get older in life, you know, we want more peace in our life, it seems like. At least that's yeah. the way for me. <laughs> I'm right there uh, you with know? you, bro. <laughs> so it, it takes on a more important role, it seems like, is, is I guess uh, it goes up the ladder of priorities. Yeah. Um, but peace with God, if we don't have peace with God, I, don't th- I think it makes it challenging we can't have peace with ourselves. That's right. And if we don't have those, that type of peace with God or ourselves, it, it's challenging to have peace with others. So the core is here that we have to have peace with God, and it's a gift. But if we don't receive this gift, and we don't welcome it in our lives, and we try to figure it out our own way, uh, and that's where fear comes in. But God is saying, don't let your heart be troubled. Don't be fearful. Be, yeah. be not afraid, because it's a gift that he's giving to us. we just got to walk in it. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's why he's like, it, it, you can almost hear Jesus here just imploring people, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I don't give to you as the world gives. I don't take things back. I'm not cheap. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid, which also reminds me, hey, what, what, what did you build your house on? Your house being your life. And is it, is it built on the sand? You're going to have, you're going to have no peace there because every time the wind comes, health, finances, whatever's going on in the news, whatever. Uh, that's going to be a problem. Your house is going to fall down. But if you're built on the rock, which is Christ, the giver of peace, the prince of peace, then guess what? You'll be able to weather the storms. And then one day, David, praise the Lord, and, and you and I are getting closer to this every day, not to be morose. Uh, but but 
one day there will be no more storms. And we'll have perfect yep. peace in heaven, and then heaven will come here, which will be totally awesome. Such a great way to start our week together. Thank you so much for that passage, John fourteen twenty seven. So the opposite of that uh, piece is, I guess, the bank crisis. So give us a, a bit of an update. <laughs> What's going on there with the bank crisis? Because this is still a big deal. Well, I will say there's a little bit more peace this last week in the bank crisis compared to the four or five weeks yeah. prior to that. Um, but... The outflow of money coming out of the banks has certainly not flowed down, uh, slowed down in any way. In fact, uh, it's escalated. Last week was the fifth straight week for small bank outflows. Small bank outflows saw the, saw the largest bank outflows, uh, large deposit uh, deposits. In other words, like CDs or large number uh, of deposits, like several hundreds of thousand. They had their first outflow of being the largest uh, since last October. It happened last week. So a lot more money's coming out of the banking industry. Janet Yellen's uh, secretary treasurer said that there's going to be more bank mergers. In essence, she's telling us we're not out of the, yeah. the crisis. And he's, she's also saying we could have more failures because w- there hasn't really been any bank mergers, but she's calling this failure a merger when it's being bought out by a brand new bank. So she's telling us there's going to be more failures is what she's indirectly saying. Yeah, exactly right. That's why you you have to kind of show me uh, what they're saying versus what's actually happening. So you got to pay more attention to what's actually happening. And and, uh, and the FDIC is not like uh, creating more insurance out of the blue. I mean, these things are all in play, and which is why we have to continue to pay attention to them. The debt ceiling debate, uh, proving that uh, he, he was, I don't think it's the fact that he was jet lagged when he was over in Japan, but the president of the United States clearly doesn't understand the Constitution. He's saying, well, I think the 14th Amendment might give me the right to do this. Uh, no, sir. <laughs> Only the Congress has the right to do what you're talking about in terms of uh, satisfying debt. But what's going on with the debt crisis? And, and Yellen again said, you know, we just got a couple of weeks before. It really goes south, but uh, what's the, what's the update there? Yeah, she just confirmed that like five minutes ago. Mm. So I want to make sure that people understand there's a huge difference between ideas and execution. You know, this idea we're all going to agree, we're not going to default, that's all great in idea form, but the execution, we haven't even gotten close to it still, unfortunately. And negotiations broke down on Sunday, in about an hour they're going to start this back up, uh, on Sunday, McCarthy says it's as though President Biden wants to default rather than make a deal. Um, but now he's saying we might have a deal today. So it's it's like a yo-yo, a flip-flop, yeah, and the yeah. fish out of water all over the place. Uh, Janet Yellen did underscore that uh, we're going to run out of money in June because the, the coffers in the Treasury is quite low. Uh, so the drama is going to be right up to the finish line. The White House is offering to free spending at 2023 levels, in other words, don't spend anymore, go back to what we did last year, which ironically was the most we've ever spent as a country in the history of our country. Yeah. And Republicans are saying, that's not even near enough. We want a big spending cut. So the top-line 
numbers, the gap is the hugest and the biggest barrier in the deal is what the news is saying. In other words, the Republicans want four and a half to five trillion dollars of spending cuts over the next 10, tr- 10 years, and the Biden administration is going to give maybe, maybe 50 billion dollars, and 20 of that billion is going to come from unspent COVID money. So they're not giving in much on yeah. either side. The bottom line is fish now. Uh, and Moody's credit rating is warning there might be a credit review. In other words, a 2011 downgrade again. And as far as servicing our debt, the annualized debt servicing cost is 90% higher than it was back in 2011. And a thing called credit default swaps, an insurance policy, a legal bet on walls, Wall Street called a credit default. You're you're betting money that your the country is going to default. That was really high, the highest ever in 2011. We're at that same level right now, but the one-year credit default swap that the country will default in one year is the highest it's ever been in history. So this is not good news. Yeah, and, and by the way, I'm going to talk about this again tomorrow, but a great uh, op-ed piece from the Wall Street Journal talking about the 14th Amendment, and, and they point out the fact that, like, in April, uh, tax receipts for the federal government were $639 billion. The interest that was due in April was $62 billion. So they can choose to not pay other things and pay the debt. They just have to, re- they just have to reprioritize, but that doesn't help them from their political perspective. So they're never going to tell you the truth about that, which is why we have to continue to talk about it here on the air. Any other things going on out there just generally that uh, that could affect our finances, David? So the Biden administration implemented on May 1st a new policy for home uh, owners who have a brand new, applying for a brand new mortgage. You're going to pay more than the person who has bad credit, if you have good credit. And if you put 15 to 20% down, you're also going to pay more. What's it work out to? If you have a $400,000 loan, a credit score of 680 or higher, you're going to pay $40 more a month. And that month, that monthly payment extra is going to go to subsidize loans that are higher risk borrowers in case they default. Boy, are we upside down in the world. I know we don't have a whole lot of the time, but the IRS bill of 87,000 or 87 billion dollars. Uh, that thing is With now 80, coming out. New agents? <laughs> yeah, 80,000 new agents, uh, $400,000. If you make uh, over that, they're going to target you. Now it's under 400000 We got new information on that. We don't have time to go over that. I'll get in, into that on a long version of Money okay. Monday. But gold is uh, getting the eyes of investors. Physical gold investment is up 5% the first quarter, uh, more than last year. It's up 14% over the last five years of purchasing. We're talking about not the movement of gold. We're talking about the demand, and that's the personal level. And the central bank gold is buying is up 176% this year from last year. And last year was the highest in 53 years. So the central banks are really buying a lot of gold. They're preparing for something big to happen. Otherwise, they wouldn't be buying like this. And J.P. Morgan says more investors are looking into gold. Yeah, it's as if these guys uh, see something coming on the horizon. (laughs) We should probably pay attention to the people that are smarter and have more invested than we do. David, for people, information, education, we're always talking about that. What's the best way for them to do that? 844-604-2575. That's the number. Give us a call at 844-604-2575 or our website, landmarkgold.com. 
Amen. Thank you, buddy. As always, so appreciate your uh, knowledge and wisdom, and thank you for that good word at the beginning of the segment, too. God bless you, pal. Have a great week. Everybody have some peace from the Lord. Yes, Amen. my brother. Exactly right. All right, we'll talk to you later. Thanks, David. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. Do not give you. He didn't give you as the world gives. Don't let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Only Christ can do that for you. This is Steve Noble on the Steve Noble Show. God willing, I'll talk to you again real soon. And like my dad always used to say, ever forward. Another program powered by the Truth Network.